BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. like a little coward, like the littlest Keebler elf who's too scared to make the cookies, so they're sent out back to clean the Keebler outhouse like a little gutless peon you are. Do you make the sad trombone sound when you come? Are you going to hang yourself with your own spine that fell out of your ass? If you were living in the Keebler tree, would you drown yourself in a thimble and write a suicide note on a fortune cookie? If so, this episode might be right for you, because we're talking how to be more confident. So hold those shoulders back, take a deep breath, and put your best foot forward for this episode of The Brighter Side. Yeah, that was amazing, Amber. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to all you little Keebler elves there. (laughs) Don't commit suicide. We love the cookies. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, uh, this is going to be a very fun episode. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, this is uh, you, you were talking about. It's just to me. It's just everyone needs to be more confident. I don't care how confident, like how confident you are. Like people, in my opinion, who are overconfident, you know, to an annoying place, they're not confident. They have no confidence. No, they're making. They're overcompensating for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a big truck with a guy with a tiny dick. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so exactly. And and I feel like for me personally, my confidence is come in waves my whole life Mm -hmm. I had very little of it when I was a kid and then I was able to like work through that with uh, friends that I met or just putting myself into situations that you know were able to help me like realize who I was as a human being right and so it's a it's a very uh I don't know how do you say it's a delicate episode yes I will say that and I'll do I'll do a disclaimer for this because a lot of low confidence comes from a bad childhood. Absolutely. And if you are in a place of violence, like say your parents are beating you or you're going to school that's super rough, mm-hmm. get therapy and get out of there. We're comedians. Yeah. We're just going to like tell you how to like hold your shoulders back and like tell us some stories from our life that helped us. But if you're in a bad situation, I would seek like a professional person. Yeah. And, and like confidence isn't the answer to all your problems. No. It can help you get to the answer, but I will I will say it's not something that you necessarily need to survive, 
but it certainly fucking helps. It helps. And I will say, like, because I had a kind of chaotic childhood, mm -hmm. and I find that as an adult, a coping mechanism I do is I never ask for help. Yeah. And I'm always like, I got it. I got it. I don't need anything. And that's like a, a fake confidence. Like, I remember bartending. I love asking for help. Yes. <laughs> I'm a great delegator. That, that's the restaurant manager in me. When I was working in restaurants, there was no bar back. And yeah. I would, like, I wouldn't tell people to go get the ice and how I would go run back and get it and then, like, lose my mind every single shift and it doesn't have to be this way no it certainly doesn't have to be this way but speaking of confidence and putting yourself out there yeah i wanted to remind the people to come to our saint patrick's day show oh hell yeah yeah we're doing a show over at the pack theater saint patrick's day that's march 17th if you're not a drunk um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be friday night 8 p.m at the pack theater uh which is also uh at the broadwater theater i know that's confusing but the pack theater moved their doors uh, over two blocks, and it's our first show there. So I'm very excited. Oh, the new space. At and we can't space. get true drunk there because we got to put our best foot forward, Eddie. That's right. I'm not going to throw up on the stage. You've never thrown up on the stage that I've been on. Before. No, but I have been too drunk before. Oh, uh, haven't we all? <laughs> you know, a, a liquid confidence uh, certainly uh, can help in, uh, at some points, but it also can really ruin everything. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah, and that's what makes you an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> but... St. Patrick's Day, if you don't drink, we got the perfect show for you. Lisa Curry, Fifi Dosh is going to be on it. I imagine some other friends will stop by. We always like having people. And if you come, bring your problems, bring your gripes. Maybe by the end of the show, we'll talk to you about them. Uh, but, you know, no pressure. But I would expect to see you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please come. They always are. Um, you want to tell some jokes? I sure some do. Some confidence jokes? Some confidence jokes. You know what? Fake it till you make it actually works. Just ask any sexually active woman. <laughs> oh, I, I, my first joke is a fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it can be good or horrible advice. For a doctor, horrible advice. For bigger breasts, fake it. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, yeah. This could be a little, mm -mm, little sus. Unconfident people are mean. Being around an unconfident person, I feel like a pit bull in a kennel, just getting put down. Aww. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. Like some people who are very unconfident, they will insult other people and point out the flaws in them to make them feel better. But the truth is, they just hate themselves. Absolutely, and usually the thing that they hate in other people is exactly what they do. <laughs> oh, we're seeing it right now with all these tr new transgender laws. Like. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, a, oh, yeah, okay, here's a picture of this guy in a dress. You know, it's like it's like every fucking time with this shit. Every time. It's like, yeah, if someone cares so much about something that truly doesn't matter, that means they're hiding that from someone else. Absolutely. And you know a lot of those videos where they're the queens are dancing around children? Some yeah. of those are deep fakes. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, I believe it. They, they do it all the goddamn time. And people are, like, losing their mind over it. But um, I digress. More jokes. Yeah, more jokes. More jokes. Being confident can be really helpful. For example, Amber and I's confidence helps you believe the bullshit we throw at you every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's true now. <laughs> it's true now. <laughs> I used to work in restaurants. So, yeah, I'm scared of my shadow. A guy following me around learning how to work here. He's got bad cocaine. <laughs> you ever do that? You sit down like, this is my shadow today. Oh, my God. I I, I hated whenever we had a new waiter. I mean, as a cook, you know, it always drove me crazy. Because they don't understand, like, new how, where to stand. New waitress doesn't bother me. But a new waiter, I don't like you. <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that ruins a new waiter's confidence. Being confident can be super easy until someone pulls your pants down and slaps you in the dicky. There you go. Mm-hmm. Then it's pretty funny. Yep. <laughs> it's okay to do something that you're scared to do, give 100% and still be bad at it. That's how you learn. Unless you're using karate in a street fight, then that's not brave. That's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love when I see like a, a karate person fucking just destroy like a pimp or something. Oh, like, yeah, it yeah, like yeah. comes at them like a street fight and he just like steps back and strikes him in the throat. <laughs> Good for them. Karate's one of those things of like, most people are really bad at it and it looks really stupid, but you yeah. get that one person that's good at it, you're done. Oh yeah, you gotta know how to use it because I think the most important thing with like any kind of like mixed martial art or whatever like that, when you're in a street fight, the rules go out the window. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> yeah that's why I was I was learning jujitsu and I'm like, some of it's pretty no, helpful. What if he has a brick? Yeah, what if he has a brick? He's gonna pick my head up and bash it against the ground. What do you mean slide out? <laughs> this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, uh, point him, point. You got the points. <laughs> yeah, there's no referee. Reset, reset. The referee in a street fight is just a homeless guy pointing, being like, oh shit. <laughs> World star. <laughs> We're living in the future. Everyone can be confident. I mean, how else do you think Lena Dunham exists? God, I hate her. <laughs> I hate her so much. Do you know this is a blind item that she was using the N-word on set multiple times what? of girls? Yes. Oh, my That's God. That's a blind item, so it's not true. It's not, you know, I don't I, know. Yeah, I mean, you know, our confidence helps people believe the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be total bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, I love immediately we're just like, when someone picks on someone, they do it, then I immediately just make it my next joke. And right. So, you know. Well, I used to live in Greenpoint, and I was paying a very moderate price of $600 a month. And then mm-hmm. that TV show girl started happening, and he yeah. was like, it's going to be $1,200. Oh, my God. And I was like, I don't have that money. I'm 25. Like, I, what? I remember when I was running late for a murder fist meeting, they were shooting an episode of girls in my bodega and I couldn't get my beer. Oh, boo. Boy, was I mad at Lena Dunham. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like New Yorkers just, like, hate Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I saw that she's got that new movie uh, on Prime and uh, that she wrote and directed and, like, her name is nowhere on the poster because people don't like she, it. Well, at least it's self-realization. Hey, you And know, that's a sign of confidence. But she's, you know, she's confident. She's doing her thing. A lot of people love her. You know, it's not for me, but it is for somebody. And, you know, more power to her. There we go. That's a good way to delegate it, Eddie. You're yes. such a, like, a nicer person than I am. <laughs> we really need you on the show. Well, the con- I, my, I feel like, and I'm going to get into it later, but I feel like my kindness uh, is like a confidence, like deflection. You know, when someone challenges my confidence, I feel like my kindness goes into overdrive, uh, in because that's and it becomes a weapon that I can use to make that person look really stupid. That's good for you. I think we had different childhoods because you were a bigger guy. Yes. So kindness worked for you and your favorite because they didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like a little shrimpy kid in rough neighborhoods all throughout my kids. So if I was kind, I would get the shit kicked out of me. Like, I mean, I got day. the shit kicked out of me a lot. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get beat up by the older kids constantly. When I had to play football and I was playing with the 12-year-olds when I was eight, they fucked my ass up. You know, I, I you know, and it was like I got beat up at camp, you know, I remember. Yeah. And then, you know, a bunch of, because, you know, a lot of times when you're big, 
you know, like people want to make a name for themselves by beating you up, especially oh, when you're a kid. He beat up the big kid. And so I got into a lot of fights before I was 16. You know, I got into like, I want to say 30, 40 fights. Wow. You know, just like places I went. And then it took like a couple of fights before I realized like, oh, okay, I can just beat these people up. And I had a rule. My my rule was uh, I'd never throw the first punch. And that was, you know, and that's how I, you know, made every fight worth it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Deerfield Beach was tough that's in tough. the 90s. It was a tough little town. And, uh, and I ran it and my buddy was really tough and he had a big mouth. And so we got into a couple fights. Oh my God. Well, you know, especially if you're a new kid in school or you're a big kid or what, people will test you. Oh yeah, They for test sure. you and they like to push. And once they know that they can get a certain place with you, they love it and they won't stop. And it's almost like if you become confident, if you do start holding your shoulders back, they want to kill you even more because they do not like the little wimpy kid that's now like gaining a sense of themselves. Yeah. And you know? like luckily, not only was I big, I was also very funny. Oh, good for you. I wasn't funny. I was just mean and smelled weird. Yeah. So it, I was pretty hard to beat, you know, and like, and also like my family, you know, we're, you know, professional roasters, you know, I, I like my grandfather, no one, uh, no one could sling a, a an insult like that, man. And I was taught at a very young age how to fucking uh, insult people and fight and That's play good. sports. And I was very fortunate. Uh, so your parents cared about you. Your family did. really cared about you. They did care about me. My mom and both of my parents were fighters. Really? Yeah, they grew up in Elizabeth and Newark, New Jersey, which, you know, Elizabeth is the car theft capital of the world, and uh, Newark is the vice president of that. And uh, so it, they're just like, it's t they were tough-ass places. And so my parents taught me at a young age, you know, if someone fucks with you, you know. You have to fight them back. You fight them back. Or else you're going to be put in a corner, and now you're there forever. You don't forever. even have to win. You just got to fight back. Yeah. You know, and so it's so they're not going to want to mess with you again if you if you can uh, stand up for yourself. That's good. They're See, my wanna... parents bullied me. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a little bit of that, too. We all did. No. My mom called me fat all the time and hit me with a block of wood. And, there you go. You know, and my dad threw baseballs at me and made me wear trash bags. You know, so they Got our problems. And now they do this thing called gentle parenting. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> they might have had lead poisoning, you know? Our parents, they're all drinking water with lead in it and shit. Well, my dad had a bunch of concussions from football. That's for damn sure. That's right. And uh, my mom had uh, type 1 diabetes that threw her into fucking horrible mood swings because she couldn't control it. And so, and then she went through menopause, which lasted forever. Not that, you know, it's, you know, that's something that like, you know, everyone goes through, but like at the same time, it throws, it's, it seemed like it was worse for my mom than it was for most people just because of the diabetes. Yeah. And so it, it got very mean there for a while. But, you know, I think another thing that can help with confidence, and I'm going to get into this later, I think, you know, both of our, the way we deal with confidence might be very different. But I, I feel like a lot of my confidence comes with uh, forgiveness and being able to, like, let shit go. And, let, like, because it's just not worth it. It gets you so heated. It gets, to me, it just gets me messed up. You know, I, I, you know, thinking about something someone said two weeks ago is pointless. You know, in my opinion, uh, it's so it's it, to me, uh, you know, it whether you know, because I feel like if anyone's awful to me, their life sucks. Right. Because who has that space in their head for that? Yeah. You, you know, know, and they're probably unconfident yeah. when I was doing comedy, like right when I got in the game, there was like a handful of girls and one of them would just straight up 
spread lies and like slander me. Yeah. And um, I would try to like talk to her about it. And then she would like violently lash out. Like I would get so scared. Yeah. I'm yeah. still scared of her. Yeah. Even yeah. though I've like kind of, I've let it go. Yeah. I mean, it's just someone that you don't talk to ever. Ever. You know, and it's just because Fuck it, her. it means nothing. <laughs> it doesn't help you in any way. No, it doesn't help Even me in any way. Even thinking about her. Like it, it, all it does is poison your brain and makes you think of something bad. But it's fun to just think of shit sometimes. You Ed. think so? You love getting mad. I don't, I, I don't, know. I don't like it. That's all. But also, you know, I got low blood pressure. Right. You got to take care of it. You know, well, yeah, well, that's what you, I think that's what makes me not help what helps me not get mad is because my blood pressure is low rather than high you know and so it helps me be a little more peaceful and zen and all the weed i smoke that's good and you know when you lash out at somebody it's kind of like they win yes well no situation. you look whether you're right or wrong you look wrong you look bad yeah and it doesn't matter like you you could be 3000% correct but if you're screaming you're wrong and also you know if someone's nasty to you you never know how nasty they can get. Because there was a couple times I was like, yeah, I'm going to get nasty with this girl. And, and then she would like figure out a way that even my brain was just like, whoa, you can do that? You're yeah. fucking crazy. So just don't even like play on their level. Yeah, there's no reason for it. You cut them out of your life. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But first, I wanted to talk about um, sometimes confidence can be the only thing that can get you out of a situation. Uh, whether, you know, like, you know, being like, for example, like we're talking about uh, getting into a fight, yeah, or getting out of a fight, even you know, confidence and like laughter can can help you in those situations. I've gotten myself out of getting jumped by being funny, yeah, by you know, like you know, like because you know you're about to get jumped and you're confident. You, if you think you're confidence and you could beat up all these people, you know, you gotta you gotta let reality. <laughs> No, they're going to kill you. Set in. Yeah. You know, like you could be the most confident guy in the world, but you're not going to beat up these 10 dudes, you know? And so you got to find a way to get out of that. And I think just like, I think like confidence can come with calmness. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's true. And yeah, there's different kind of confidence. Like the guy that drives the big loud car that is bombastuous. That's not necessarily confidence. Sometimes it's, it's peacocking. like, yeah, it's peacocking. Sometimes it's being just quiet. Um, or like speaking very slower. Mm -hmm. Cause when you speak fast and like, I don't know. And you're like touching your face and everything. That's very unconfident. Oh yeah. Just speak a little bit slower and Hey man, cause I take the LA subway and then sometimes I get in bad areas. So mm -hmm. if I just kind of like walk normal, 
speak just at this kind of tone. Hey, I hope you're having a good day. I get out of it. Yeah. But if I have this crazy fanatic energy and I that walk really fast. It off of their fucking, they're most likely on drugs. Yeah. You know. They're going to so, sense that. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you keep it cool and then you keep it confident. You're going to get out of these situations. If you're getting held up, like literally. Confident. If you're getting confident, slow, calm. Here's my money. Like you don't need to fight this person. It doesn't matter. Like if a homeless person starts screaming at you in the streets, you don't have to fight them. No, like, I would you know, love like, to. You know, I've almost fought so you know, many people. But you just like it does not do anything. There's no. I always think of the end game. You right. know, like what 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 do I get out of this? Uh, what I I didn't get called. The, fat pussy, you know, but, you know, or I beat this dude in the street. He's malnourished. Uh, he hits his head on the concrete. He dies. I go to prison for 10 years, you know, like it's brightest. I would be over. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it's just like there, if someone's screaming at you and saying horrible things, I guarantee their life is so bad. That they're just trying to bring you into their fucking horribleness. Yeah. And so you can't fall for it. You really, it's the, it's like one of the oldest tricks in the book. You know, it's like why boxers try to psych each other out at the weigh-in. You know, it's just like, it's got nothing to do with the fight. You're just getting in your head. You know, nothing makes me happier than watching some dude getting fucking loud and some other guy just sitting there silent and then him knocking him out in the first round. Right. You know, it's just like, cause that's, you know, he knows that he doesn't have to say shit. He's just gonna, he's trained. He's, he's practiced, you know, like it's like, that's, you know, I, you know, I'm skipping around in my notes, but who cares? We're just having a nice natural conversation. Yeah. But, you know, I think something that brews confidence is planning, practice, rehearsals. Uh, you know, you're not just going to blindly walk into something and be great at it. No, you should like put yourself in a situation that you don't know, give 110%. Say it's like take a class in jujitsu or something yeah. and you don't know what you're doing. It's okay to go in there, give 110% and fail. Mm -hmm. That's more confident than going in there and being like, I don't know, man, whatever. Yeah. That's no. not confident. No. And it's just like knowing that you're right really helps. And like, in like you know when you're wrong. Thinking about like, I always use this as an example. And I think I talked about it either on the show recently or after when we were hanging out. But like the clan, all right? You know, always go back to you know to the the, the worst people on earth. Because they wear the hoods, because they know they're bad. Because the, exactly. They know if they if they knew if they knew they were right, they wouldn't put the fucking hood on. Yeah. And so they know they're wrong and they're just trying to bring everyone to their fucking hate filled, stupid level. But don't wear the hood. Then you then you can prove to me that you think you're right. But the truth is you're just scared of not being slightly more powerful than another person when the truth is it doesn't even matter. I, there's some battle. I forget the battle, but it was uh, between the Klansmen and, and some indigenous Americans. Mm -hmm. I forget the name, but so the, the Klansmen roll up on them and they see that they're outnumbered, but there's the women and children in the car. So they left them. They abandoned their families and ran into the woods. And the indigenous people, they looked at the family and they were like, oh, my God. Like, they didn't yeah. do anything. Of course not. Because so, they have class. Because they have class. Yeah. <laughs> but they left. Yeah. 
I mean, so I always like it just kind of blows my mind. I guess when some of these women are like, but he he might be an outright guy. But, you know, he said he'll protect me. No, he won't. No. His whole foundation is on hate. Yeah. He'll abandon you. He'll beat you. He'll steal from you. Yes. You know, it's it's like if they if there's hate in their heart for anybody, then there it'll be in there for you eventually. Uh, and that's how I feel about that. I, I really hate. You don't like the clan, Eddie? I mean, oh, God. I got so upset a couple weeks ago with that National Day of Hate bullshit. Right. I See, I think that's just the feds being like, hey, everybody, we're doing this hate thing. Who's in to, like, honey trap people? Well, they, I I hope so. But, like, at the same time, it, like, fucking, it was awful. I mean, they, the way I think it happened is that someone was trying to plan it. And they were stupid and did it on like truth.org or some bullshit. And they they got caught by the FBI or NSA because they're looking for that shit more because they learned their lesson from January 6th. Yeah. And, you know, they said they were doing it. And then their whole spot got blew up. And so they decided not to do it because they knew they were going to get their ass handed to them. You know, it's because all, you know, so and I'm glad nothing happened, obviously. And, like, and if I could be honest, like, I let it get to me too much. You said you cried. I did. I did. I it was like I like I like had to like take a moment and just like little matzo ball tears came out of you. I know it was very upsetting because I was that night I was performing with Jeff in Huntington Beach, where it was just like Huntington Beach. I don't know if you know, but notorious, you know, alt right area of California. And so, and again, I don't talk politics when I do stand up. That happens on this show because I know the people are coming here looking for that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I barely, and we don't really talk politics that much either. No, but you know, we we just talk about being happy. And the, and I don't do it on stage because when I play to a crowd that has alt right people in it, first of all, me arguing with them is not funny. And it's my job to be funny. Right. Because once you get heated and emotionally invested, it's never funny. No, it's like when dad, when the parents are fighting, you know, like like no one like or like when a teacher yells at a student and they can try to like have a normal class after that. Everyone's always remembering the fucking awful thing that happened. But it's so hard to like have the confidence to like take a breath. Yeah. And then just be like, all right. All right, man. Not not my thing. Yeah. You you do your hateful thing. Yeah. Not on my side. It's interesting. I I toe the line a little bit. Like I got a couple jokes in there. Like I got the. I think I I did it on one of our shows, and I've been put it in my accent. So it's all like uh, I was at the airport and I saw a guy had a shirt on and said, "If this flag offends you, then I'll help you pack." And you know, and there's always like. Oh no, what's he going to say next? You know, what's he going to say? And I take the, the gentlest insult at this person that I can't. And I say, like, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, you can't. You're not helping anyone pack. Yeah. You know, you're not, you know, we don't know what you're doing. You're not putting shit between the plates. And I just make it a joke about packing, you know? And it's just like, and it's like, it's to me, it's the nicest way to do uh, something like that because even they won't argue with that shit. Um, another time confidence, in my opinion, uh, you need it. It's, uh, when you're meeting a mean old dog. Yeah. Cause they're looking for the weak link to attack. Yeah. Anything. If you show fear to a dog, they take that as aggression. Yeah. And so, and I think people sometimes do as well. I will say my neighbor's dog, it's a little, one of those little white dogs with crusty eyes mm-hmm. that are so, they're so much meaner than the biggest pit bull. 
because they're not trained. Oh yeah, and it, it's never, it doesn't matter if they bite anybody. No. they're like it's like oh, they people laugh it's and cute, shit. It's yeah. cute, and the owners never like meet and greet it with people, so it just yaps all day. And the other day, it got out, and it was like nipping at me. It was about to bite me. Fuck that shit. And I was just like, kick it. I told the neighbors, I was like, I'm gonna kick your dog, and yeah. they're like, no. I'm like, I'm gonna kick your dog. Get your dog away from me. <laughs> Get it away. It's not funny. Yeah, I will kick a fucking anybody who says all dogs go to heaven has never met Teddy. <laughs> this fucker can get kicked right to the pits of hell. <laughs> another here's another one when you need confidence. Uh, rock climbing. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely need confidence when you're climbing up the side of a mountain because you can't be like, huh? Oh. Yeah, you're dead. I've done like rock climbing once, and the thing is, is you get halfway up. Do you do it in a gym? Or in like, a gym, but okay. there's no like safety net or anything. Yeah, but you're, are you, are you tied No, you're not hard in. Like, you're really? not tied in. There's just like a mat on the floor, and that's it. And that's, you're like 25, 30 feet up. I would never do that. It's very scary because you get like halfway up, and you're like, I'm really scared right now. I want to be down, but there's no harness. There's no nothing. And you have you, to go up. You have to keep going up. It's yeah. a battle of, and it's like forces you to be confident. Yeah, they, I feel like they got to, you know, I would never do a rock climbing gym where they didn't uh, tie me to a No, rope. you're tied to nothing. It's well, just a thin mat. Where you went, you know, but there's plenty of other places they harness you. <laughs> <laughs> I went downtown, baby, right by the gun range. Oh, fuck. I, uh, yeah. You can hear him go, pow, pow. While you're climbing? Yeah, yeah. That, that'll shake your confidence. That'll shake your confidence. I would say like a way, one of my ways to be confident is physical activity. Yeah. Because I never feel more confident than when I'm like, at the gym or in my backyard doing Pilates or rock climbing or swimming. And I don't have to be the best at it. I just feel good. I feel good in my body. Yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to be here right now and like everything's working the way it should. Mm -hmm. And you don't do like, you never did like sports though, right? No. Like you never around like softball team or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. There's like a weird little confidence that comes with that as well. Like football and baseball, like baseball, especially when you're hitting, the, when you're batting mm -hmm. and it's like the end of the game and shit. And you get that ball flying over. Yeah. No, I was a little too, like, in the school time to do sports, I was just too awkward and weird and scared. Yeah. I would, I, there's no way I could have done it. Mm -hmm. I was in the marching band, though. Confidence. That's right. Oh, uh, the way you got to wear, you got to have confidence to wear that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, job interview. Need that confidence. Yes. And in a job interview, less is more. Absolutely. Less words are more. Sometimes the boss will ask you something and then stop and then wait for you to just keep talk, 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 talk. But all you have to do is answer the question and then sit there. And mm -hmm. the boss is going to, they do this on purpose. They're going to sit there for like five, 10 seconds without saying anything more just to see if you keep talking. Yeah. Because that's a sign of confidence if you've said, I've said what I had to say. Yeah. What's next? That's it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, I, um, Nathan Fielder, I learned that from. He uh, he's, he uses that as an interview tactic. Mm -hmm. He said that the best part, uh, you'll always get the juiciest stuff, is when you let them answer the question, and then you just sit there and wait for whatever they say next is going to be the craziest shit you ever heard. That's right. And so I I learned that from uh, from him uh, from behind the scenes. That's him. good. I go into job interviews already thinking I have the job. Just kind of go in and like. You already have it. You mm -hmm. already know this boss. You already know your coworkers. Go in with a smile. A confident person walks in a room, smiles. Like you said, the kindness thing. Yeah. You smile and say, hi, how you doing today? You listen to them, you know, mm -hmm. you make a little joke, make a little funny, and then you you you're, you dress appropriate, you're, you're, your chest out, your hair's brushed, you're confident. Yeah. And that, that leads me to the next one, dating. 
You need confidence when you're dating. Nothing's yeah. worse than someone who has zero confidence when you're going on a date with them because uh, it just shows through. And now, like, too much confidence, you don't like that either. But Well, that's actually no confidence when they're just, like, yeah, making yeah, yeah. up for shit. Exactly. But, like, you know, just be ready. Ask questions. Listen to the answers and respond to the answers. It's it's that easy. You can yeah. you can you can meet someone if you just do that. I always say that if you dress well, say please and thank you. Oh, and yes. Smile. Your life is going to be phenomenally better. Yeah. Please and thank you is very important. Uh, even if you don't need to, and people are like don't thank me, you're just like, well, you know, just Damn. take it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna thank you because it feels good. Yeah, you know. So it, please and thank you goes a long way. Confidence. Here's another one. Being a lawyer, lawyers need to have confidence. Oh yeah, my, your honor, my client. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't think they did it. Um, <laughs> does this outfit look okay? Are my pants too big? I think they're too big. I don't think he did that murder. Do you think he did that murder? It's unconfident lawyer. Being a performer, you know, definitely some confidence. You need some confidence for that. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of like LA comics that don't have jokes. They're just all confidence. Yes, and it makes me want to shoot up the room. It's great. And it, and it, no, it, it, no one even drives me crazier is when it works. God, yes, because it works. And people are like, <laughs> I liked him. Idiots. Yeah. And I'm like, what joke? He didn't say a damn joke. What joke did they say? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but and I because there were no goddamn jokes. <laughs> they just fucked a stool for half an hour. That's right. And pretended the microphone was their dick. Yeah. I like when he, the microphone was the penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, I am a fan of chaos comedy. For sure, oh, you yeah. know where you could be like off the wall and goofy and not make sense. I'm down with that. Like Robin Williams on crack. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's funny. I'm fine with that, but you know, just like you, just raw confidence with no jokes will drive me crazy. But you know, any kind of performer, you know, rock and roll, uh, you know, Toastmasters. I think Toastmasters is a, a great way to build confidence. Uh, because it, it teaches you public speaking, because public speaking is a is a natural fear that lots of people face. People would rather die than speak in public. I'm very lucky that that doesn't happen to me. I still get nervous when I go on stage sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I figured out some hacks around that, you know, and how to not be so nervous before I get on stage. But the, uh, you know, like not having any confidence at all, I mean, you're fucked before you even get out there. The audience can smell it they on you. Like it. Yeah. They don't like it, yeah. They just like... You, Ooh. Yeah, so, you know, it's simple things, you know, like uh, standing at the front of the stage rather than the back of the stage and shit like that's that. That's right, finding your light Yeah. and just standing still because another thing performers do that's unconfident is just the walking back and forth and playing with a microphone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it. Just stand, find your light, and then just hold, which is harder to do. Yeah. It's harder to like, d like say, you know, than do in real life, but to just stand there, find your light, and then just like say the thing. And that comes from uh, practice. That's right. Yeah, it comes from practice. Another thing uh, that, you know, that helped me with my confidence when I started getting on stage more. You're just taking that mic out of the stand. Yeah, because sometimes like, what if the cord falls out? And then just be like, oh, just kind of shrug and put it back in. Yeah, no one That's gives it. a fuck. You know, in it's fact, totally they think fun. it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Swing it around your head. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? That's, I've done that before. I love that. I love that. Um, hanging at a party. Got to need confidence for that sometimes. Oh, right. Yeah, because people can smell it. I will say that one time 
years ago, my roommate had a party at my house and I, there was one girl I kind of talked to. Mm-hmm. And then I was like kind of stuck by her all night. <laughs> well, that's fine. And you could kind of tell she wanted to get away, but it was still nice. But yeah. I would say go mingle is good. Going to mingle is good, but if you're not in the mood for it, you're totally fine just talking to one person. That's you know, I, I, you know, a lot of times I talk to just one person, especially when like you're at a party and you don't know anyone there, but like, you know, two people from your crew are there. Yeah. And you're with your crew, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's just, and I don't, I don't think that's a big issue, but if you go to a party and you don't know anybody, meet some people, meet some people. Why the fuck else are you there? Yeah. I will say it is totally fine if you get invited to a party and if you're not feeling it, don't go. Yeah, or you don't have to stay the whole time. Just go and say hello. Go say hi and leave. You can go for 10 minutes. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, like everyone's like, oh, they'll be upset if I leave early. No one knows. No, just leave. Get out of there. You don't have to say goodbye. Irish goodbye. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Being a salesman. Salesmen yeah, you need, need confidence. confidence, you know. Because if I was selling you a pen and I was like, I don't know about this pen. Yeah. This pen. You don't I, want this. You don't want, I don't know. Well, the you don't want this is a whole nother sales tactic. And yeah. I was talking about this on my stream a couple weeks ago. Okay. I've done that before with like, you don't, you can't afford this. Well, you can't afford this and you don't want this are two different things. Right. You're absolutely correct. Yes. But if I was like, say, unconfident with this pen and I was like, I don't know about this pen. I don't, I'm just a little brat. And I tried to give you the pen. It's almost like my unconfidence is my, the soul of it is latched onto the pen. And you're like, get that fucking pen away from me. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of salesmen. Uh, I am. I love them. Yeah. I'm a good salesman. My father was a phenomenal salesman. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's, it's an interesting career and uh, it wasn't like, it's not something I would ever be able to do. I think because I hate, you gotta be a scumbag. You don't have to be a scumbag, but you have to be able to sell people stuff that, you know, sucks, you know, sucks, you know, they don't need, you know, that they can't afford it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And you still got to sell it to them anyway, like penny stocks and shit like that. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you you just, you're looking at their shoes and you're like, this guy can't afford shit, but I'm going to get him to, you know, bounce his credit card. When I was working at a, at a bar and they had all this merch and this is for like the Danny Trejo stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, People loved Danny Trejo. Yeah. So his whole family came by, and it was their first day of a seven-day-long vacation. Keep in mind, they're going to Disney. They're going to Universal. They have this whole thing planned out, right, with, like, multiple children. Yeah. And they keep ordering food. Great. They got to feed everybody. So then they see the merch table with all the sweaters and koozies and shit, and they keep buying stuff. And then their card gets declined, and they're like, but it's Trejo. We gotta get for Trejo, and I was just like, "Yeah, but then it's but it's Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey, (laughs) but then you got kids. It's Minions. Yeah, it turns into the next thing. It's another thing. And I was like, I heard this guy say, "That's okay. I'll open another line of credit." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I stopped like trying to sell to them simply for for the children, Eddie. Yeah, for the babies. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, you're right. I see that shit all the time when I'm selling merch after a comedy show. Mm -hmm. And someone walks up and he's like, I'll take uh, six shirts, one for everyone. Everyone, what's your size? You know, and it's just like, and then they hand you some like banged up debit card and you're like, dude, you don't have to do this. You know, just pick your most favorite child and they get the t shirt. (laughs) You really like, don't, you don't got to do this, man. (laughs) And then, you know, and then you do it. And then, oh, the worst is when someone gets too drunk and they're like, this happens, I would say, like once a weekend. Mm. Someone will get too drunk, buy a bunch of shirts, and then they'll go back and uh, dispute the claim like a week later, saying that I only bought two shirts, not five shirts. They're ripping me off, you know, and stuff like that. And you're, like, and you're like, I'll remember who it is because only one person buys five shirts, you know, like the whole goddamn, you know, so, and it always, and it's like, and it's like I literally have to go back and email back and forth with, Apple and shit, and be like, this guy's a scumbag, you know. But yeah. like, you know, but like, you know, obviously, I don't use those words, but you know, it is just—it's so annoying. It's amazing how much people try and uh, cheat the system I just like, to look cool. Just to look cool. I feel like debit cards and credit cards should have a breathalyzer on them. Wow. So if you're too drunk, you can't spend anymore. Well, then how are you supposed to pay for the booze? I know. Well, you can like get a car home, and yeah. that's it. You know, no more booze. <laughs> like once it gets to a certain level, no more. Oh, um. I wanted to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. Okay. Um, is it, do you um do you ever get imposter syndrome? Do you uh it, let me I'm gonna I, not that you don't know what it is. I'm just gonna, I looked up the definition. I'm gonna read it. Uh, imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism, is a psychological occurrence in which individual doubts their skills talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. For me, um, and this last time I had, it was a few years ago before COVID. I remember I was hanging out with a lot of really young, pretty girls Mm -hmm. and um, I felt like I shouldn't be there because I've had young, pretty girls like throw me into the bus many times. Yeah. And um, I was like, I shouldn't be here. But then they were kept being really nice. And I was like, I guess I, I don't know. I feel like you guys are really cool. Like you guys go on yacht parties and shit. Yeah. Um, and I say pre COVID because it was like, I was so much like whatever mm-hmm. that thinner and whatever. Not that I'm fat, but you know what I mean? Uh, you, I don't go back a little bit. What I'm not am I sure. saying? I'm not sure. I do know exactly what you mean. I w- I was like 20 pounds thinner. Okay. So I feel like that makes me a better person, Eddie. <laughs> what you makes you a better person like now? No. Well, all right. No, then then it made me a hotter person then. Oh, and so you felt like you had the right to hang out with these? No, I felt like the, even then I was like I'm not allowed to hang out here. But they were like, no, come on in. Yeah, personality is everything. Yeah. You know they have to not eat. You know, you have a wonderful personality. You can have food. Thank you. you know? <laughs> Thanks. I got this joke I've been doing now is because like, I'm all like I talk about how you know being fat and all this stuff on stage and like you know be proud of being fat and stuff like that. I I, I have a, it's all a big part of my act. And I'm just like you skinny fucks have had it too good for too long. People fucking you just how you look. You know. Right. <laughs> I was like you know like it's it's because it's true. Um, I still want to lose that 20 pounds. I know we're getting off course, but yeah. I feel unconfident because I have that COVID 20 and I cannot get rid of it. Well, looking good is 
helps with confidence. There's no question about it. Right, just the smile and the shoulders back and like yeah. the dressing right. But, yeah. you know, I still feel it and I don't like it. Amber, you're looking great. I don't want to fish for compliments. I want to lose this 20 fucking pounds. Well, lose the weight. I've been eating lentils and eggs and <laughs> nothing else, Ed, and like fruit and popcorn. We have a table full of beer in front of us. I'm drinking You're drinking less. one. I have I have a table full yeah. of beer in front of me. <laughs> I'm drinking but, way less than I was. Yeah? You know, way, way less. Yeah, well, you know, as you get older, it gets harder to lose weight. Somebody told me that your brain, when it goes through a traumatic experience, it wants to keep keep holding onto the weight for starvation purposes so it doesn't fucking your body doesn't die so that's why a lot of people it's they find it hard to lose that weight since covid mm. because it had such a trauma response in your brain so your brain is like no we need to hold on to this weight in case something like this happens and again yeah, in case you don't eat for a month and you got you can live off of the fat cells and yeah. all that stuff well, you can lose the 20 pounds. You cannot lose the 20 pounds. But I know that your life has been better lately. Oh, yeah. It's way better. I'm not like bartending, like mm -hmm. losing my brain every day. Yeah. My body doesn't physically hurt. I would wake up and every single muscle was pulled. Yeah. And you also like had less money for food and shit back then. There was yeah. like, it wasn't like and a people healthy were mean. 20 pounds less. No. You know, and so I think that's the difference uh, between it. And also, you're working out so much more. Muscle weighs more than fat. You know, you got to remember things like that. I tell that to Julie all the time. Yeah. You know, she gets so in her head I about it. I can't fit it. into any of my clothes. You can't fit into any of your clothes? No, I threw away like a bag of clothes. But, wow. And this was clothes I wore like two years ago or like oh. 2020. Wow, that's crazy. And like I look at some, you know, because I was looking at so many dresses and being like, I'll lose it, I'll lose it. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just like throw it away. And like I just can't. I don't know. There's more dresses I can't fit in. Like it's driving me crazy. Well, I mean, you should go to the doctor then. Okay. You know, and talk to the doctor and like see if there's like maybe you have like a fucking thyroid issue or something that you're not treating. Okay. You know, like you. I, I, I know we're talking about 20 pounds. You look. I think you look great. I think that you're a very beautiful person, and I I know that you're a very beautiful person. I I see the. The uh, the heinous comments online about how hot you are. I haven't uh, seen them. I just <laughs> thank you. I'm just on Twitter. I think because I'm on Twitter a lot. Twitter's evil. It's making my brain crazy and Spend unconfident. Some time on the roundtable and the brighter side page where it's a concentrated ten thousand people who are in love with you. Okay, I'll do that. Rather than searching Reddit for people who hate spun because you're sticking up for women. You know, <laughs> don't don't look for the people who don't like you. Look for the people who love you. Okay, okay. Uh, and I think I'm and there's also, so many of them out there. Right. And I'm inundated with like just when you're on the internet and on TikTok and things, just yeah. the most beautiful people you've ever seen. I'm just like, oh my God. Of course. That's how it works. That's how it works. They get paid to do it. Right. And you know? there's also filters and surgery. And they're 20. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's a big difference. Okay. We just went off on like a whole tangent. No, we're talking through shit. But it's, yeah. You know, I mean, because I'm sure, you know, lots of people have the, most the same people thing. have the same exact fucking thing. Men, women, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, being fat. As someone who's been fat their entire life, it can really fuck with you. Yeah. And especially when people start poking at it and like talking about it and stuff. And it like, it can really mess with you. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I was able to like work on my confidence and I was able to not care about being fat. And then once you can like get that, if you don't have to deal with this, by the way, what I'm just saying right now, because like you, I don't, you know, you, you're not fat. 
you know, you might be heavier than you were, but you're not fat. Yeah. You know, like you, you're still like women would die to look like you. Nah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, though. No, it is And true. I don't think you're fat, Ed. You look great. Well, I know how to handle it. I know how to wear it now, you know, and that's kind of, you know, and it's, you know, and it's it's a lot of it. And I, and I you know, it's, there's a lot of new fats out there, you know? Right. <laughs> there's, you know, people who don't, you know, they're not, they don't have the right clothes. Right. You know, and all this stuff. You just got to figure out, you know. Track what, suits. Yeah. I mean, it's great. But I wanted to show you this, getting back to imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this. This is very, it's called the imposter cycle and I'll oh. read it to you. It's just like, it looks like a recycling sign and it's just like arrows that go uh, in a circle and it's like a never ending circle. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts with um, a new project or a task. And then it goes to anxiety, procrastination, or over-preparation for that task. And then it goes into the project completion, a brief sense of relief and a sense of accomplishment into rationalization, I was lucky, someone else would have done a better job into increased self-doubt, anxiety, feeling like a fraud, and then it just keeps going in a circle. Oh. You know, and so, and I and I feel like that means a lot to, and I think that is something that, you know, we all have to deal with a lot. And, you know, especially if you're in a new job or you, if someone's, if you have the same job as someone else and they're better at it than you, yeah, you know, like you can, you can get into the imposter syndrome and you don't have to be the best at everything. I don't think people realize. No, you don't have to be Jackie Chan. You don't have to be Julia Child. Absolutely. You can just make a pasta dish and know how to like chop a brick. You're uh, fine. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, I, I, imposter syndrome for me, it happens to me a lot, you know, like, Henry's my best friend. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, I'm cousins with Jeff. You know, like it could it, it happens. You know, you know I'm an only child. You know, and so you know a lot of times you can feel like you don't belong. And I'll be in these situations, and like for example, like I'm not like trying to name drop or uh, or anything like that. But I like these are times where like like backstage at the Laugh-In reunion. You know, I'm sitting back there next to Michael Douglas, you know, and it's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, I'll be there at these like Chappelle and rock shows Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like Brad Pitt walks by, uh, you know, like you're like Sarah Silverman's comedy parties. Uh, but like the worst, the time I had the, the most imposter syndrome that I ever had was when I went to Bob Saget's funeral. And it's so, and it was like one of those things cause it was high. It was lots of COVID. It was Mm -hmm. like a little over a year ago. Uh, COVID was running rampant and I was like, you know, I knew Bob, we've had, you know, lots of dinners together and stuff like that, you know, and like, he was a good man and he was a friend of the family. Uh, but the truth is I was there because I was comforting Jeff, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I was Jeff's plus one. I was making sure that he was okay, yeah. you know, because he did that for me when Kevin passed, you know, so it was like a returning of the favor type of deal. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm there and I'm looking around and, you know, you're seeing like the height of fame, you know, I, I'm standing next to Warren Beatty sitting behind John Mayer, you know, this fucking Jack Black, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, it's the most famous people I've ever seen and they're all crying and they're all upset. And I'm like, I don't belong here, you know? And I'm like, I'm really thinking, but then, like I had like an epiphany kind of where it's just like, even if I am the bottom person on the totem pole, 
I'm on the totem pole. Yeah, you wouldn't. You're there for a reason. Yeah, you know. You know? And, and it's so, not like you're telling jokes at the party. Yeah, no, it's not no, a party. No. Either. I'm not trying to book people on the podcast. Yeah, you know, like you know, or anything like that. But like, you know, and so it like it threw me through a loop because also I've you know I do love Bob with all my heart. Uh, I, I miss him greatly. He was a great man to me. He gave me some sage advice that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Uh, he, he legitimately cared about every person he met, and that was why it was such a powerful place to be. And I realized that, yeah, I am the last person on this, in the room, but I'm here for a reason. Yeah, to comfort Jeff. Yeah, and, and not just that, just, you know, I knew Bob's wife, or I know Bob's wife, and like I know his kids and his cousin Adam and all yeah, these things. it's not guys. like you just rolled up from the street. And so, but it took me a while to, like, get over that in my heart in a weird way. And so... uh I, you know, I'm I'm happy I was able to go. And you know what I did was because I felt like, you know, all of these people, you know, needed to be there for each other. I didn't go to the, uh, what's it called after a funeral? No. Uh, uh, not party. No, but it, it is a, a party. Wake. Not the wake. The wake's before. The woke. The woke. <laughs> they definitely weren't allowed at Sackett's funeral. No. But the, uh... <laughs> is it the undead where they like take the body and they're no. like, Whoa. It's more like a reception or <laughs> okay, you know, okay. something like With that. With the crudité being passed around. Yeah, exactly. And I was at like some big fancy mansion. I was like, I'm not gonna go to that party. But I'll right. you know, like I'll I'll go to the sad part, you know, and you know, we'll and I'll hang out for that. And that, that was, parties where you do like cocaine in the bathroom. I mean, oof, I'm sure there was a couple people, but they're all so old now, no one's doing that kind of drugs. Uh but you know, if you see yourself in that kind of situation, I kinda wanted to you know, because now that I've been in a lot of these situations, I feel like I can, like, give some advice on how to get through it. You know, if you ever find yourself at the boss's house, you know, and you don't, you don't feel like you should be there. Um, one thing that I always do is I never talk about myself. Uh, That's good. Ask them questions. Yeah, yeah. Ask them questions. But don't, like, make it if it's like a celebrity don't make it about their career. Where do you live? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, stuff like that. How much Just money do you make? Very normal, nice things. Listen to whatever they're saying, and then you know, help the conversation. Uh, you know, go on. And if I do talk about myself, I talk about my dogs and I talk about my nieces and my nephews. That's great. No one wants to hear like so. My podcast, exactly. They, they tune it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They're like they could give less of a fuck. Yeah. But you know, you show a picture of a Rambo. Who can't get behind that? That's sweet. You know, and stuff like that. You know, so you know, be proud of what you do, but don't brag. You know, like it, it doesn't, you know, you you are one of them. You know, you like you said, you're not at their level, but you know, like Jim Carrey doesn't care if you like Dumb and Dumber, but will think it's cool that you read the forward in the Rodney Dangerfield autobiography because he, he wrote. wrote it right yeah 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 so it's like that was like how i dealt with when i met jim carrey you know i'm not gonna be here like oh ace ventura alrighty then you know he doesn't <laughs> want to hear that fucking shit you know like, but you know but i did get to talk to him about ronnie dangerfield for an hour that's cool now you does know? he have that weird beard uh he did when i met him i yeah. don't know what he's looking like right now but uh you know i like the beard he's retired for you know all he's done he does look like a shaman of skid row <laughs> last time i saw him he didn't have the beard that was at Saget's memorial show mm -hmm. that you can watch on Netflix I was in the room you can hear me laugh you know my laugh <laughs> um don't get too drunk oh that's a problem I because I sometimes have gotten very nervous yeah and I go for that second or third beer and then I'm just talking like 
this yeah. and it's just a bad look. Yeah, yeah. Don't get hammered on someone else's open bar unless you're close. Like you're allowed to get hammered at my wedding. You know, like and that's, I did. Yes, and that, that's you know that's perfectly fine. But you know, don't you know if, if it's like a, a giant party for your work and you get too hammered. You got some explaining to do. Oh my God. One time in my my job, I was working at this shipping company and they made lots of money. So mm-hmm. they rented out this like like famous seafood place in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, I got so drunk off of their wine because this is fancy wine. Yeah. Like you have a glass and it's equivalent to having like a bottle of cheap wine. Yeah. But I had many glasses and I uh, tripped and fell over on the table Woo! and I broke a bunch of like gift boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't want to be doing that? No good. But they had me still working the party. Like, I was the only one still working. I mean, you know, they knew you weren't going to leave. Nope. They just give her more drinks. She ain't going <laughs> yeah. nowhere. Yeah. She'll, get a couple, she'll pick up a couple things. That's right. Yeah, one time I fucked up. No one else I'd do a new thing, and I learned the hard way, is oh, whenever someone wants to take a picture with me or whatever, and I'm holding a beer, I put it behind my back. Smart. I, I do it. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, I could be drunk in a picture, but I don't want to be holding that beer as evidence. And, and if you're in a picture with someone super cool and you're holding the beer, there's less a chance of them sharing that picture. That's true. For example, when I was doing USO shows in Iraq and I took a picture um, and I was standing at uh, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staffs, Joe Dumford, and his arm around me, and I'm like holding a beer up, oh. you know. And it's just like if I wasn't holding that beer up, the USO would have posted that picture. Damn, you know? It's Can like, they just Photoshop it out with a dick? They don't give a fuck. Yeah, with a dick. <laughs> and then you're really in the army. If it was a gun, they would have loved it. But the yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just those kind of little things. I feel like. Uh, can can be uh, so important into uh, helping yourself with getting yourself in situations where you're not the number one dog in the room. Oh, that's another thing to like keep in mind because I know we all like to think sometimes like I'm the best, I'm the smartest, whatever. But sometimes you're just not the number one dog in the room. No, sometimes someone's like better than you. Every room, you know, that, no one. What what's the saying? No one wants to go to a party they're invited to. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, it, it, it's just, I, I love being like, I'm very blessed. I love that I get to hang out with so many cool, interesting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LPM people being the coolest of all of them. That's right. Uh, but the, uh, you know, you can get drunk at my funeral, Ed. I will be hammered at your funeral if, <laughs> if you, out, if I outlive you, which I, I'm really hoping I don't. I you might. You never know. You never know. You know some of the strongest people go out first. I, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, I think an important other quick tips are don't lie or exaggerate. You know, people will find if people. And, you know, not that you're an idiot, but people smarter than you will know when you're lying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That same party that I got too drunk at, Tim Dillon was my date. This uh-huh. was years ago before he got famous. Yeah. And it was like all very wealthy people at the party. And he's like, I'm going to lie and pretend to be a real estate investor. And I think that worked for like two or three people. And they're like, where do you invest? Yeah, like the you, just, big you dogs, don't have the answer. You don't have the answer. Like the big dogs were like actually asking the questions. He's mm-hmm. like, actually, I'm a comic. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and then surprisingly, they were more interested in that. Of course. They're like, oh yeah, tell me all about it. I, you know, I am, you know, people all the time, I'll, I'll meet people and they're like, they'll be, you know, they'll work in some weird industry 
and he like even like taxes and stuff and like they're like oh this is boring you don't want to talk about this it's like i don't know shit about this you know everything yeah i'm very interested you know and it's just like it's about engaging in conversation and not thinking about what you're going to say next but you know how you're going to be able to keep talking to the people that you are already in conversation with. I feel like I have so much more stuff, but we're running out of time. This was such a great topic. This was good. I mean, I had like moments where I was not confident in how I got myself out of it, moments yeah. I was confident. We can do a part two. If we, You know what? I feel like we should do a part two down the road because I only got to like half of my notes. Yeah. Because this is, you know, you got really, it's a very nuanced confidence. And, you know, and, and I think... Because uh, it depends on who you are and mm -hmm. what the situation is. Yeah. And you know? I, and like, what have we what have we learned today? Like, being too confident can be fucking aggravating. Right. But you got to be a little bit confident. Yeah. But having no confidence can also be aggravating. It's so new. Yeah, you're right. It's very nuanced, very tricky. Yeah. Confidence, it does stem a lot from childhood. Like, if you had parents that were just like, you're no good, you can't do that. Yeah. That's going to fuck with you as an adult. And I would say get therapy if it's like that. Yeah. I like I had a weird childhood because I got picked on so much for being fat. I had cooties and all that stuff. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, when I switched out of Catholic school in the public school, my confidence went through the roof. Oh, Catholic? Those private schools are mean. They really are. They fucked with me because we were poor. But, you know, I mean, who gives a shit? It's all water under the bridge. I don't talk to any of those motherfuckers. You're anymore. a better person than I am, Ed. Sometimes no, I think about it and I'm like, fuck them. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like the cut of your jib. I hope you're fucking doing bad. I I don't I don't <laughs> care what they're doing. Uh and you know, it's fine. Actually, I, you know what? Never mind. I take that bad. I'm doing very well and I focus on myself. I'm happy. I'm a ha you're even though a I'm a professional comedian. Look, thank you. So few people get to do your job. Thank you. Yes. And even though I did rant for ten minutes on how like I don't like how my body is recently. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I have a roof over my head. I get to do what I love. I'm around people I love. You just I'm went healthy. on a second date with some dude. Very nice. Yeah. I work out like four or five times a week. Yes. I eat well. Like I'm fine. You're fine. You're beautiful. You're, You're beautiful, wonderful. Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, guys, this has been the brighter side. Uh, oh, we're next week we're going to do another Spin the Globe episode. Oh, right. we got to do this. We're going to so, figure out what we're going to do. So we're going to spin the globe. We're each going to take two countries again. Um, Amber, you want to go first? Okay. okay. So random country random generator. Random country generator. What am I going to do? All right. the first. I'll write them down. All right. <gasps> Brazil. Oh, God. You always get the good ones. <laughs> Brazil. I love Brazil. I used to have uh, sandals with the Brazilian flag yeah, on. Yeah, I love those sandals. Brasilia. Is, uh, that's the capital. God. Population. 212 million people. Well, save it for the next show. All right. Uh, the <laughs> All right, All right what's my first one? What is it? <laughs> no, Bekistan. Tajikistan. Tajikistan. That's not a real place. No, it's T-A-J-I-K-I-S-T-A-N. Oh, my. That's Eddie. Eddie gets I'm not <laughs> complaining. If you are listening to us in Tajikistan, thank you very much. Nine uh, million people. Are, can you spell it for me? T. A J I K I S T A N. This is what I get for being fucking bigoted. That's so funny. All right, what's your next cool country, Amber? Randa Venezuela. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> you get all the South African. You always get South American countries and like Caribbean islands. This and is shit. good because I don't know a whole lot about South America, and it's something that I've been wanting to learn. Caracas. Uh, all right. right, random country. Last one for Eddie. Who cares? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tajikistan. I'm taking it back. Sudan. Sudan. Sure. King and I. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. I'll oh. tell you what. One thing I'll never do 
is Sue Dan Marino. All right. That's um, right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Brighter Side. I'm Ed Larson. That's Amber Nelson. Uh, we are Cynics Look at Optimism. You can follow us on Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side LPN. On Twitter, it's at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Brighter Side LPN. March 17th, Friday, 8 p.m., Brighter Side Live. This show comes out on Friday. Next Friday, uh, we're going to be at the Pack Theater slash the Broadwater Theater, 6320 Santa Monica Boulevard with Lisa Curry and Fifi Dosh. That's going to be on St. Patrick's Day. Come hang out with us. There's a bar attached to the venue. We'll have a great time. Uh, you love it. Brighter Side Live on Twitch, second Tuesday, no mas. We are now, we're going to be doing Wednesdays two or three times a month. There's still going to be 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The next two episodes are going to be on March 15th, the Ides of March. Oh. And we should uh, do it like a Julius Caesar like thing. Oh, toga party. Let's do a toga thing. What a great idea. We're going to do togas. I like it. Um, so uh, March 15th, and then on uh, April 12th, we'll be doing it as well. Um, that is on twitch.tv slash last podcast network. Uh, you've been doing spun on there a lot now, too, right? That's right. We're doing someplace underneath on Twitch, Natalie and I. Um, we have some cases that we talk about now and also mm-hmm. some like recaps of some of the stuff we've done in the past. And also on Thursdays, um, Mackenzie is going to join and she's going to be a law professor or a law person mm-hmm. who is going to really talk about some important legalities that Natalie and I as artists don't understand. Well, she's got that confidence. That's right. Also, I'll be I do shows with Holden McNeely on his Twitch channel. Uh the next one's going to be on March 27th, uh 6 p.m. Pacific, uh 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called A Couple of Buds. We uh review movies, we talk about records, we eat sandwiches, and love we it. read old murder for sketches. It's a lot of fun. Come I love check it. that out. Um we both got Patreons, Amber, why don't you tell the people about yours? Mine is Amber Smelson, a way to support me as an artist. I threw cooking videos on there. I also did, you know what I did recently? Is I I talk about the moon cycles and like what to plan for and mm-hmm. how to how to do it, how to fulfill it the most. And I even made a soundtrack last night and I put it on there. I love that. Yeah. You're so good at what you do. <laughs> I'm hitting the road. Uh, oh, I also got a Patreon. I'm sorry, I almost skipped over that. Patreon.com slash Eddie Tunes. Put lots of playlists on there. I just released the 21st episode of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. Adam's sitting in helping us out tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Adam. Adam helps uh, direct and edit that for me. Uh, us, you, him, everybody. Um, but I just had an episode that come out. I really love it. Uh, Andrew Short's on it. It's kind of like a best of 2022 because I, a lot of good music came out last year that I feel like flew under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to share that with you people. And plus, Andrew Short does a set of his own uh, music at the end that I think is amazing. So you guys got to check that out. I'm going to be performing all over the country coming up now. I'm going to be in Miami on March 30th uh, with Nimesh Patel. And on March 31st through April 2nd, I'll be with him uh, at the Palm Beach Improv. And then on April 14th and 15th, I'll be in Honolulu. With uh, with uh, cousin Jeff, it's gonna be a lot of fun. If you live in Honolulu, I expect to see you at the show because there ain't much to do out there. Oh, um, well, look at the pretty scenery! Oh, I mean, it's beautiful, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. But no one goes out. To, the entertainment is thin. Is oh, what I'm trying to say. You got to eat the plums. They the have, plums. They have these plums that are like salted and marinated. Okay. I'm glad I tried it. It just has one. Did of you the go most... to Honolulu? No, someone just brought it because they li- they're from Hawaii. Oh, okay. And they they were like, try this. Like the locals eat it. Like. Can't 
candy. Nice. And I had a piece. I'm glad I tried it. Okay. It is definitely one of the most unique tastes I've ever had. They're like oh. fermented and salted. Nice. I love that. Yeah. All right. And um, April 19th, I'll be doing Classy Night Out with Henry over at the uh, Pack Theater as well. And then April 27th, I'll be back in Palm Beach with Cousin Jeff. And then going down to Dania Beach on April 28th through April 30th. So check out those shows. You can also rent or buy How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Sticker giveaway will never stop. You send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to The Brighter Side, care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood. California 91603. Thank you to our editor, April, Madeline, for all the great photos you take for us, Maddie for the social media, and Adam Wirtz for coming in and saving the day and helping uh, Ryan nurse his cough. Um, and taking us out today, oh, what have you been listening to these days? Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks. You yeah. love Azalea Banks. You know, do you are you hip to a certain song? Um, let's see. What should I? How do I? How how would I start to? Heavy metal and reflective. Heavy metal and reflective by Azalea Banks. Be good to yourself. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. With that wet wrist, flighty bitch, that prissy boo. With that necklace, I be very freaky. Tickle cherry is that best bitch. I be in the 750 head up with that hex switch. I can spit that pussy bone. Sex with the breakfast. I could break a nigga bone. When I bet, bitch, I be VIP. I've been in cheddar. You be guestless. I be PYT. You been the G. You been the X bitch. I see with that sickle woo. It's that next shit. I be getting several. You be settled. But you press, bitch. I be looking very heavy, metal and reflective. I can get that. That's the loveliest thing I've ever heard. I be cheery, freaky, wouldn't swell up with that best dick. I be very. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.